I'm more so thankful for the order of God and having a hand that's in the land today. And I know in Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about the, uh, that order of God. How he, get, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. And some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, and some evangelists. And this scripture right here, it was for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. And this next scripture right here, until we come into the unity of the faith, until we until in the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I'm so thankful to be here, saints of God. And just to know the history of where we came from, where this church actually came from, and just to see where we are right now, have eyes to see. That song that we just sung, eyes uh, have not seen, no, uh, through the shadows ahead. As I look to the cross, that's the point, of, of my Savior, what he did. And I'm so thankful. And so Christ, when he came, he had a mission. He had a purpose while he came to the earth. He came to redeem man back to the Father. Adam was the first man that God actually created. And how he transgressed and disobeyed God's laws. And he damned up all of mankind so that we had no way to the tree of life. But I thank God through Jesus Christ, how his life that he lived. Uh, you can see the religious world, they focus on uh, his death and the cross. But the life that he lived, he lived 33 and a half years. He suffered being tempted. He suffered being tried. He suffered being persecuted by his own friends. They didn't love him. And he had a made up mind that for this cause I came into the world, that he might bring back many sons into glory. I'm so thankful to be here today. I'm so thankful for this opportunity for life and a chance forevermore. And I know that just being here is not going to merit me any salvation. I have to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. I have to work on the things that God has actually given me. I can't just do it just by coming here every meeting and thinking that I'm going to be saved. No, I have to actually apply myself to wisdom. I actually have to do these things. And I'm so thankful that, and going back to my point that I was making for a hand that's in the land today. What they're doing, they're teaching us the good word of God. Not anything that what man has uh, concocted or, or perverted. No, this is the word of God. The word that came down from heaven. And, and, and praise God. <laughs> The word that came down from heaven that walked the shores of Galilee. That man, Jesus Christ, how he actually took the time, those three and a half years, and he taught those disciples. He taught those men. They stayed with him, and he taught them. And then he said, you will be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the other parts of, of the earth. But I thank God it just didn't stop there, because on the day of Pentecost, and, the, and when they were all gathered in one accord, and in one place. The, the Spirit of God came in as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where all they were sitting. And cloven tongues fell upon them, and they began to speak 
in other tongues that the Spirit of God gave utterance. Amen. I'm so thankful. But that church, it lost its glorious place. It lost its glorious place because in Paul said in Acts chapter 20, grievous men shall enter in. Grievous wolves. That's what is being translated. It was men that actually crept in and they teach dam damnable doctrine. And they drew away disciples after themselves. And so the church fell away into an apostate condition. But I start thank God that God, he, Christ, he always had a remnant. He always had those that would hold up the standard high. And so throughout the years of time, men began to cry out unto the Lord. And so the Lord, he filled them with the wonderful the spirit of God in 19, what it is, uh, no, I'm sorry. 1906 on Azusa Street, the Spirit of God came in and began to fill that place. And people began to speak in other tongues as it was on the day of Pentecost. And so since then, we have been feeling the Spirit of God move on us. We've been feeling the Spirit of God and also being led by the Word of God. And I'm so thankful to be here today, saints of God, to have this opportunity for life and to learn how to live. I didn't have that when I was out there in the world. I didn't have a chance for life. I didn't have, I didn't know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. We was about to sing a song, Mercy Rewrote My Life. Mercy rearranged my life and led me this way. It was mercy that actually gave me this opportunity for life today. It's nothing that I've done to merit it. It's nothing that we have done to merit an opportunity for eternal life. But I thank God it was just touching our minds, our minds and our hearts and giving us this opportunity that we can receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. I'm thankful, saints. I just really stood up. My heart was just overwhelmed just thinking about how I, I got here, how I actually got through those doors. It was somebody that lived a life that was for me to consider, that bush being burning and not being consumed. It was somebody that was living a life that it was worth taking note of to pay attention and just by paying attention, the Lord led me this way, and he gave me eyes to see. He gave me a heart to want to obey his Amen. word. Amen. I'm so thankful for that, saints of God. Amen. I'm so thankful for that. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord. I appreciate the Lord so much. I'm so thankful. <laughs> I don't know about you. I've done a lot of things in my life. I've done a lot. The Lord, people would take you and throw you away because you're not worthy, but not God. God say, I can use you in my kingdom. I'm so thankful, saints. I'm so thankful to be here today. And it's not just in this place. I'm so thankful to have a mind to want to serve God. I want to serve God. I want to serve his people. I want to be a witness unto him of his marvelous works. It's so much more to God than the things that we can see with our eyes. It's so much more to God than that. God wants us to live. He wants us to live forever. I'm so thankful, saints. This is a wonderful opportunity, and I just don't want to take it for granted. Come here day in, day out, sit in these seats, and judge my own self unworthy of eternal life. It's nothing here. There's a song we sing. I don't want nothing here to hinder me. 
nothing here. There's nothing from without that defiles a man. It's inside. It's in my heart. It's in my mind. That's what defiles me. So if I can clean the inside of me up, clean it all up, I can be fit for the master's use. And so I'm thankful, saints of God. I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful for this opportunity. I didn't mean to take, I don't know if I took the service, the meeting down, but I'm so thankful. Thankful to be here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, you so worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm so happy to be here this morning. Um, I remember there's a, there's a father had two sons. The youngest one uh, was asking his father, I need to share, give me a portion of, of the goods. He need, his, he need to spend it somewhere and he left. His father don't take too long to give him what he want. And um, when he left, he fired out. He enjoyed himself. He went far away from the country. Uh, when he decided, he found out he don't have enough money left over, and he had to look for jobs. When he, the job he get, they, get, they give him a job to feed the pig. So he. They don't give him, he can't even eat because they have to eat the same food. The pig, they feed the pig, they eat, eat the same food. The problem is they don't give him the food, but it seemed like he took the f a pig food. But that's not his food. That's for pig to eat. So he remember. A father got so much more, so much food, and he decided to go back, to go back home, because there's some so much good food back there. So when he go back to home, but he asked his father, "Don't use me as your child, because I did something wrong." And to make my story short. Uh, just like me, I left home and I went to, um, I went somewhere. I have my brother and sister. We went to the same place. I don't want to often, I don't want to get, I don't want them to get upset with me. But we were from, we were the same church, a Baptist church forever. So anytime I try to go back home, something stopped me. So one day. I know I have to go back home. And one day I said, well, I can't eat the same food over and over. So I know this is some good food back home. So now I'm so happy I'm here. I'm so blessed I'm here. We just sang a song and said, God, don't make no mistake. And I, I know it's not a mistake because I'm here. 
and I'm, I'm so happy I'm here. Um, I, I just would always tell my friend and people I used to work with at the same church, we've been there forever. So I tell them, I want them to visit me sometime where I'm going. But that's why this morning I have my brothers and sisters with me. They may not be able to understand everything. I don't ask them to, to understand everything this morning. But we have some step to make, which is seven times to visit me here. So this is seven times. First time you're not going to understand. But if you make seven trips, you understand. So I know God is good. So I'm so happy to be here. May God Amen. Good morning, sisters, brothers. I'm so glad to be here. I was at home thinking, doing nothing, retired, no children. And I talked to my father, God, and I said, what would you have me to do with the rest of my life? I can't just sit here and sit here because I feel like I'd waste away. God said, and I will learn line upon line, precept upon precept, and I'm going to serve God until I die. There's no turning back. There's a song. It says, God, don't give up on me yet. I know I'm not your best, but I'm trying. And that's what I intend to do, try. Thank you for welcoming me back home.
hearing these good testimonies. It says in Song of Solomon chapter 3, it says, By night I sought him whom my soul loved. So I asked the watchman. First I went into Broadway. Broad is the gate. Broad is the way. Wide is the gate that leadeth to destruction. And it's merely that many that be that go there. So I went to that wide way one time. That strange woman. And I asked the watchman, have you seen him? Who my soul loved. The problem is, who my soul loved wasn't there. So I saw it in the broad ways, but I couldn't find him. But it was just a little while. I just kept hungering and thirsting after righteousness. I kept seeking. I kept knocking. And finally, I found that door. Then I found him who my soul loved. But see, when I found him, I held him. And I wouldn't let him go. And I brought him into my mother's house. I'm talking about Jerusalem from above. She's free. She's the mother of us all. Thank God. I, I, let me slow down. You haven't come to the mountain that can be touched. If you don't know where you're at, I'll tell you where you are. You have come to the Mount Zion. See, Mount Zion is where the Lord has placed his name. He said foxes have their holes and the birds have their nests. But the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. But thank God, I've been to a lot of different places. I've been to a lot of places of worship. But thank God, I found a place where the Lord has placed his name. So you have come to the Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, not a dead God, but the living God. You have come to innumerable companies of angels. You come to the general assembly, the church of the firstborn. I tell you who the firstborn is. It talks about Christ. It's the firstborn of them who slept. You come to Jesus Christ, please. It talks about to the church or the place where the spirits of just men are made perfect. I think Brother Felt that's what you was talking about. Thank God he's, he's giving us a hand. I thought about um, Brother uh, Wesner. Brother Wesner, he brought up, he brought up Elijah, and he, and he talked about that servant. He says, look, it was a time, first of all, it was a time of rain. Thank God we're in the time of the latter rain. It's an ask for rain in the time of the latter rain. And he'll give you bright clouds. So he talks about that servant. He said, go down to the water and tell me what you see. He went down, he said, I don't see nothing. Now I see it right away. But God, it says, blessed are they which do hunger. If you keep hungering, God will touch your mind. He will anoint your eyes where you can actually see where you at. But what they did was, I'm going to tell you what they found. They found the order of God. They found the hand of God. They found God's place. So when the servant went down, he said, you know what I see? I see a little cloud coming up out of the sea, but it wasn't any type of cloud. It says this little cloud looked like a man's hand. What you found is you found the order of God. You found the place where God has placed his name. You found the place. You found the refuge for your soul. You found the place where you can eat. You found the place where you can learn. Man, this is none other. I tell you what this is. This is none other than the gateway of heaven. I'm not talking from, 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 uh, from hearsay. I'm telling you my own life. I'm watching the Lord. 
transform my life. I'm watching the Lord transform your life. We talked about this earlier in the brothers' meeting. You don't know a tree. By the fruit it bears. Can a good tree bring forth a corrupt tree or uh, corrupt fruit? It can't. Can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit? It can't. I love what Jesus said this. He said, John, he said, you say John come, he didn't eat nor drink. You said he have a devil. Jesus came eating and drink, drinking. You say he's a gluttonous in a wine bibble. But this is what I love what he said. He said, wisdom is justified by her children. So when you look at the people, I, I love what the uh, Queen of Sheba said. She said, the half wasn't told to me. I heard about Solomon. I heard about the wisdom that he had. I heard about the things and how the cup bears and how the service and how you ascended up into the temple. But the half wasn't told. When I seen it myself, I, I, I was breathtaking. I couldn't imagine. This, this is unreal. So for us, for people to see, it's like this. I like what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 4. It says, this is your wisdom, that you will be a wise and understanding people. So when people get a chance to actually look at your life and read that epistle, they see what you do, how you respond, how you react, how you walk, how you live. Every aspect of your life, what they get the chance to see is the glory of God. I see the presence of God with this person. They go through situations they know how to handle it. They're not uh, wishy-washy. They're uh, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, steadfast. They're unmovable. They're always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's what the people get a chance to see. They get to see your life. A lot of times we've seen so much, uh, what's the word I want to use? Hypocrisy. We've seen so much I think what they say is about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and those scribes. He said, for they say and they do not. They tell you what to do, but at the same time, they're not living the word of God. But thank God I found a place where I've seen men actually living the word of God. I get a chance. I love what it says in uh, John chapter 1. It says the word of God was made flesh and it dwelled among men. So when I get a chance to see examples, not just being the hearers of the word, they deceiving themselves. But being the doers of the word, I could follow that example. I see you walking the word of God. I see you living the word of God. I see how you handle all of your affairs. I want to be like that. I want to be like the Christ that's in you. That's what I get a chance to see. See, the word of God has to be lived. This is not about talked about, but when I can actually see it implemented. This is a genuine place, a real place. When I can see that, I want to follow that example. That's the type of life I want to live. So I'm thanking God for this place. I thank God for his order. I thank God for his word. If you want to know what the Lord's name is, he says this. He said he magnifies word above all that is called thy name. So when I see the word of God pronounced all the time, when the ministry is saying, no, it is written, not what I think. It is written. It is written. When they say, I esteem thy word, Lord, more than my necessary food. When you see men that swear to their home hurt and change not. When you see men ruling that spirit, when you see women ruling that spirit, when you see children learning the word of God, when you see the whole house learning the word of God. I love what it says about Abraham. He says, for I know my servant Abraham, for he's going to command his house after me. They're going to command their house after the word of God, a ministry that's pointing you to Christ, not to themselves. They're not your God. They say, no, follow him, follow Christ. Paul said, I'm jealous over you with a godless jealousy. For I inspire you to one husband. Not to myself, but to one husband. Unto Christ. Just want to see men and uh, women grow up and be sons 
and daughters unto the Lord. Want to actually give you a hope. Want you to actually be part of that resurrection that's talking about in Revelation chapter 14. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death, it has no power. Trying to reconcile you back at one with God. I'm faithful for that because God didn't allow, have to allow me to be here. Out of all the people that's here today, I like what Brother Wisdom said. It's no mistake. If God allows you to be here, it's for a purpose. So when the Lord knocks at your heart, harden not your heart, as they did in the day of provocation, as Israel attempted uh, the Lord in the wilderness. Just, just open your heart. It says a broken and a contract heart. The Lord will not despise. Just open your heart and say, Lord, I need more of you. I need more of God. I need more word. I'm tired of doing these things my own way. I think about the scripture that, uh, not the scripture, the songs that says more of you. It says, I have searched all around in this world that abound, and I find no happiness there. But with my thirst almost gone, and I felt the pull of despair, but yet my thirst drove me on. As I stumbled along over ground so barren and dry, but to that stream, that ahead, give me waters, Lord. Fill me, I cry. I like what David said, I thirst for the living God. As the heart padded after the water, so my soul, it padded after thee. Start hungering for God. Lord, I need you. I can't live this life on my own. You get a chance to really understand what is life. John chapter 17, what is life? That you might know God, the Father, and the one that he has sent. This is life. Without God, there is no life. Just existing, ready to expire, ready to go back to my long home. I don't want to go to my long home. I want to be with the Father. I want to be with him all the days of my life. I was like what David said, one day I desire and that what I seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple, for in time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. That's where I'm trying to go, trying to be established on the word of God. I want to say, oh, death, you talking about the enemy, where's thy stay? Oh, grave, where's thy victory? That's what I want to do. That's where I'm trying to go, trying to go up. But if I can humble myself under the mighty hand of God, be teachable, unless you humble yourself. As a little child, you said no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. But if I can humble myself and say, you know what, Lord, I don't know anything. It's okay not to know. When you don't know, I'm in a place now where I can know. And then when I know, I can understand. And when I understand, I can do. Lord, just help me keep humbling myself. Let me just say, Lord, I don't want to do it my way. If I keep saying, not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. If I can wake up with that mind every day, not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. If I can deny myself, pick up my cross, and if I follow him, I can be his disciple. That's what I want to do. That's what you want to do. I believe all of us want to do that. And I thank God, Brother Rob said it uh, Friday. I don't have to wait. What I'm waiting for? God brought me to everything that I need. What am I waiting for? What's stopping me from overcoming? What's stopping me from learning? What's stopping me from meditating? What's stopping me from praying? What's stopping me? Who shall separate me from the love of God? The problem is me. Let me stop separating me. 
By his divine power, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. What am I waiting for? This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day. This is the day of grace. He's given me favor. He's given me the word of God, the spirit of God. He's given me the ministry of God. He's given me all things. This is the day. This is the day. I want to rejoice. I want to rejoice and be glad. I mean happy. I mean blessed. Blessed. I'm blessed today. Despite what's going on, I'm blessed today, people of God. I'll say this before I sit down. Let's do this. Let's do this. I love what Caleb said. Let us go up here once. He's equipped us, right? Don't you see it? He's equipped us. Let's go up. I'm thankful to be here today. Name of Brother Greg, he is so intense. I need a drink. <laughs> we, we got to sing a song to calm me down. I'm shaking. Are you shaking? I'm not thinking to find 
some new frame of mind that would change my whole point of view for I've been through it all deep inside nothing changed I'm not Yeah. 
certainly would like to acknowledge the truth of that song. You don't need more ideology. You don't need more theology. You don't need more religiology. You need more truth of the word of God. You don't need more commandments on the walls to testify of me. And so we don't need letter. Paul makes a statement in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3. He said the letter, kill it. The letter is do's and don'ts and a lot of commandments. That won't bring life. Not. What we need is more more him. Him is the truth. Brother Greg was saying, Brother Greg, Brother LJ tells me this redundantly. When I look at you, I see a, a younger version of myself. I ever as intense as you? Couldn't have been. <laughs> Brother, you are. I ever that intense? Grace, listen to that song. Inspired my heart. I hadn't been over this in a while. I began and I was sharing this. It's been on my mind for the last couple of weeks. Looking at my life, I've been this way now a great number of years. My kids are grown, and they're gone, and they're on their own, and now my kids have kids, and I'm watching my kids, I'm watching them pan after the Lord, and appreciate that, I really do. But as you're watching me, love my wife, but she bring home one more child, I'm leaving. <laughs> no more kids. No more, I don't need any more grandkids. I don't need more things. I don't need more stuff. I don't need more do's and don'ts and no more commandments. It's not going to produce life. It won't help me. And so I'm going to use the words of the wisest man who ever graced the globe except for Jesus Christ himself. This man, wealth, you can read not just the Bible, but just go through history. It exceeds the wealth of nations. He was a multi-billionaire. I don't mean a hundred or two. His wealth was so great he couldn't be counted. He had full-time, you would call them accountants, and they took the civil and they just dumped it outside. It was counted as nothing. Stop counting. Because of the amount of gold that was brought in from nations who just sought his favor. Uh, he would go on binges 
I mean, a true binge. His wealth was untold. And so he would just get servants, and men servants and maid servants, who would just serve his every thought. He's just living without purpose. And he woke up one morning and said, this is all vanity. It's a vexation of my soul, my spirit. Then one day he just gave himself over to knowledge and to learn. Bible said he wrote 3,000 proverbs. Woke up one morning and said, this is all vanity. We're learning there is no increase. There's no end to it. Vexation of spirit. Then he woke up one morning and he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to give myself to just being foolish. So he spent on a binge just being folly, nothing but just foolishness. That was vexation. Wisdom didn't do it. He said, this is a statement. I'm just giving you a few of them. This is a conclusion. I guess I'm reaching that point in life. I'm taking these things more to heart. He said, what advantage does a wise man have over the fool? Because he'd been both of them. They both end up in the same place. They're both going to the grave. So wisdom without God will profit you nothing. Foolishness without God will profit you nothing. He planted groves and vineyards and olive groves until there was no end of it. It vexed his soul. So we'll cut through the chase. The first 11 books, or chapters of the book of Ecclesiastes. The word Ecclesiastes means these are the words of the preacher. This is a man who had the wealth. I'm talking about hundreds of billions. His wealth could even be accounted for. His servants was dressed as brother, brother Greg was saying. They adored themselves in golden chest plates and golden spears. And the way he ascended from his palace to the, uh, to the temple of worship it was world-renowned. He never went to the ground. He just walked out of his palace. And there was a bridge that he established to go over to the temple of God. And when the queen of Sheba, his fame was known throughout the world, Travel from that great distance to come and just hear the words of this man's mouth. She heard of his fame and she couldn't believe it was real. So she traveled great distances to get there. When she looked at this man and she began to ask him hard questions, the Bible said he gave her answer to all of her questions. There's no breath left in her. She was astonished. Watch the way his men servants and his maids and the way they ascended, the way they stood, the way they sit, the way they, they arranged themselves. There was no more speech left in it. And so the first 11 chapters of the book of Ecclesiastes, I'm just touching a little bit of it, is a man who spent 40 years. That it was nothing he hid from himself, nothing he kept from himself. Come to a conclusion, I asked, I'm sorry, he said, the eye is not satisfied with sin. No matter what you see and you get it, you want something else. He said, no, the ear with hearing. Don't care what you learn or what you get, you still want some more. Death and hell, he said, is never full, and the eyes of man is never satisfied. Wow. This is a man who spent mass, masses, no doubt billions, if not trillions of dollars, to explore the purpose of life. You and I never have that type of wealth. In his latter years, he's getting grieved and vexed. God began to touch his mind. All this, when you read the book of Proverbs, it was written by this man, Solomon. Read the book of Ecclesiastes. He wrote this book as well. 
He had wealth untold. He had knowledge without limitations. God granted him that because his heart was right. God asked him, what is it that you would have? He didn't ask for the life of his enemies. He didn't ask for gold and riches. He said, Lord, that you would give me an understanding heart that I can know how to go in and out before your people. God said, because you asked for this thing, you didn't ask for riches for yourself and you didn't ask for the life of your enemies. You didn't even ask for long life. I'm going to give you what you ask. I'm going to give you wisdom, but then I'm going to give you what you didn't ask. I'm going to give you riches and honors that no man has ever had before you nor would have after you. And all these years of having the resources to explore without limitations anything that he desired. It all vexed him. You ever wonder why a man who can become so wealthy? I think your ex-president who's running for president now, he's considered a multi-billionaire. But his life is still empty. I've even explored things without limitations. You've had three wives, not even count how many girlfriends. He's built skyscrapers and great wealth, but there's still something missing. The taste of power became uh, rich and famous. It still was something missing. So he decided, I'm going to run for president. That's the most powerful position on the earth. And this man's a billionaire running for a job that only pays 400000 a year. It's not the person, it's humanity. Watch what's in us. Once he tasted that power, became president, he still was empty. It still didn't satisfy. And I often tell you this, God created man. He created you away. But a void in your heart, yourself, and gave it a life. Would you not create a need for that entity to need you? You think we're wiser than God? I say we're not. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. God has been gracious to me. I hope I'm not doing my own eulogy. But uh, it's been ringing in my ears. My mortality. I think what really did it to me is I enjoy getting the Social Security. I qualify for Social Security. So I, so I enjoyed that. But then I got a notice that before six months, before you get your 61st birthday, you're required to apply for your Medicare. You owe. Insurance companies don't want you no more. You're high risk. They start bombarding my mailbox. I get on Facebook, and guess what hits me? Medicare everywhere. I see money out there running after me. They're after me. <laughs> I took the time to read it, and you're required to register six months before. Wow. This is real. I'm soon going to make 40 years of this. This is my 39th year. That's a whole generation. Because a biblical generation is 40 years. There's more days behind me than are ahead of me, naturally speaking. It's attention getting. I'm glad I didn't have to wait till I got on my deathbed, as Solomon did. 40 years of vanity before he came to this conclusion. I didn't get it my first year, my sixth year, my tenth year, but somewhere now on my walk with the Lord. 
gave me this revelation. I'll share it with you. Uh, Ezekiel. I'm sorry. Ecclesiastes. See that age come up on me? Mouth and your thoughts don't always correlate. Look how slow I'm talking. I didn't realize how slow I got to look at you, Brother Greg. I act like that. I was like that. Thank God for you all putting up with me. <laughs> now that we're putting up with you, Brother Greg, I think I appreciate that. It inspires and it motivates. The Bible says young men are for, for war. They're able to fight against folly with intensity. But oh, I guess it's me now. Old men are for counsel. That's why the Bible tells you to honor the whole head. Whole head is gray-headed. And he says uh, a gray hair and whole head if it's an honor if it be found in the way of righteousness. A man who's given his years to the Lord should have wisdom in things pertaining to his life, found in the way of righteousness. And so I'm um, into the close, no doubt, of my, my glory, if I can use that expression. The Bible says the glory of a young man is his strength. I don't, I no doubt I don't have the same strength. But then again, I don't think I need it. Because the Bible said that wisdom is profitable to direct. You don't have to use a lot of strength when your iron be blunt. When you get older, you don't have to use as many words. You don't have to stomp your feet. Uh, you're able to use uh, your words wisely. You, know, you ever watch someone cut a tree down? If you don't know how to cut a tree, you'd be chopping to tomorrow. But someone who's skillful with an ax, they know exactly how to place it to make the proper V. The last hit of the fall. And all just chopping, chopping, chopping. You can't cut straight through a tree, dummy. <laughs> It don't, it don't work like that. You'll be chopping all year. You have to cut a V in it at the right point. Is that right, brother? I know you like plants. Am I correct about that? Take years to learn that, where to place it. And so wisdom is profitable to direct. I, don't have to, I won't stomp and holler at you. I'll place my words directly. I'll have an impact by the word of God on you, what you think. Let's go to, uh, but keep stomping now. I used to stomp and jump. <laughs> I can't stomp now. My knees will make me realize, don't you do that no more. <laughs> okay. This is something the Lord gave me years ago. And I'm glad he did while I was yet in my youth. I think I'll read the 11th chapter, the 9th verse. It wasn't written into chapters and verses. This was done by the translators to identify a certain passage of scripture. So I'm going to go straight to the context and let you read down to it. Of 11 and 7, I won't keep you long. I don't want to labor, make you labor in this, but I want you to walk out with more understanding when you came in. That's a commitment that I made to the people of God when the Lord first called me into the ministry. I'm not interested in trying to entertain you, pump you up, psych you up, or give you some emotional lift. But I vow to you, if you come through those doors, you sit in those chairs, you're going to walk out knowing more than you did when you come in. That's a commitment I made years ago. By the grace of God, I, I desire to fulfill those until I breathe my last breath. Uh, in seven verse, what a revelation. Truly the light is sweet. Light in the Bible is illumination. It's understanding. In the fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians, he says, whatsoever do make manifest is light. And so that's understanding. 
the light of understanding is sweet, and it's a pleasant thing for the eyes to behold the sun. The word sun means that which gives illumination. Jesus Christ is called the sun, the capital S-U-N, in Malachi chapter 4, of righteousness. And God has to illuminate your eyes that you see him. He's not a picture of someone on the wall. He was not a European. He didn't have long, sandy brown hair. He didn't have green eyes. No Middle Eastern looks like that. That's a model of an Italian who was drawn by an Italian artist. So how you have to see him, though we knew Christ in the flesh, or what is that, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and, 5 and 16, 17, 5 and 16. Though we knew him in the flesh, yet henceforth know him no more. You don't know him by how he looked. You know him by his attributes. He's illumination. He's understanding. He's long-suffering. He's charitable. And so to see that, you can see Christ in a person when he manifests the same nature, the same character, the same characteristics. Let's keep reading. That's, it's, a, it's, it's going somewhere with this. But if a man, my God, if he lived many years and rejoiced in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness. That's where you get the lessons. For they shall be many. And so it's down in the valley of nuts. It's through your trials and through your tests and through your afflictions. If you pay attention, that's where you get the lesson. This is where you learn. We, we appreciate the mountaintop experiences, but you don't learn much on the mountaintop. You're busy rejoicing and being thankful. But go on down in the valley. That's what he says. Uh, even Psalm said that. Uh, uh, the spirit of Christ was in him. So I'm going to go down into the what? Valley of nuts. To see whether the pomegranates, whether they buds whether they're almond trees, whether they're bare. This is so when you're going through things, we don't like it. This is where you learn. Take little Jaden, for instance, our little grandson. Handsome little guy. Conduct himself real nice. He never learned when he was happy. No, when his father tell him not to do something, and it's just words. But then when the consequence of disobeying, and, it, and uh, his father began to tighten things up on him, that's when he learned consequences of disobedience. He learned that was his valley. That was his dark time. But that's where he got the lesson. Even so, you and I, if every day is with peach and cream, you'll never learn a lesson. You need dark days. That's where you learn how to pray. That's where you learn how to trust God. That's where you learn how to call on heaven. You learn how you begin to examine yourself. What did I do to get myself in this? Or is it just the cycles of life? But let me learn from it. Let's keep, are you with me, saints? Let's keep reading. He wrote this, just let it come. For, it, for listen, all that cometh is just vanity. Now here's instruction. Rejoice, O young man. Little Ron, little Randy, go ahead and rejoice in your youth. Wow. Rejoice that you're young and you have strength. You have vitality. Go ahead and rejoice in it. Go ahead. Cheer in the days of that youth. Go ahead. Walk in the ways of your heart. Go ahead. Do it. Then the sight of the eyes. Go ahead. But listen. But knoweth thou that for all these things, God's going to bring you into judgment. What did you do with your young days? What did you do with your strength? What did you do with your ingenuity? I'm so glad I sold into the kingdom of God. Touched my mind, gave me the ability to go to work and take care of myself. Then it's not limited. As far as my ability will allow me. Not that I'm covetous, but I like to have enough that I can give to others. Paul put it like this, let every man, let him, let him that stole steal no more, Ephesians 5. 
let him work labor with his own hands that he may have to give. And so that's my mentality. But let's keep reading. But, and so he, there's consequences. Look, verse 10. Therefore remove what? Sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh for thy childhood and youth. Has he been there or what? It's all vanity. So here's some instructions. Rather than consume upon your lust and your youth, I hope you young people hear me as well. Listen to this carefully. Verse 12. The Lord gave me this some long years ago. Over 30. When I was in my 20s. Remember now. Don't wait till you get 90 or 80 or 70 or 65, Brother Brown. Remember now thy creator when? Remember why you have strength and vitality. You do it while the evil days come not. Evil days, is, the word evil means adversity. It doesn't mean always against God. And your later years in life are called evil days. The reason they're called evil, you don't have your strength, your vitality, your youth, don't have as much zeal. Uh, you don't even have the activity of all your, your faculties. Uh, you watch when I'm rejoicing the Lord, you don't see me jumping up no more. I mean, I can jump. Jumping is easy. It's when I land, it's a problem. And them knees remind me. <laughs> Brother, I'm in the land of Nod. And at 536 alarm clock, butter go off. Or I'll keep right on Nod. You don't have those problems. That's, that's, that's your vanity. Keep living. I find at 2 o'clock, I try to say with my grandkids, brother, they have 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, these kids don't go to bed. I don't want them to think I'm old. So I'm, they, they heard me moving my river down, knock a pot or something, and I'm sealed up. <laughs> See, the second day, 10 o'clock, man, let them stay up. I'm in the bed. 10 o'clock. I used to stay up all night. That was fun. Just keep living. That's what my dad used to tell me. Watch this. Before the evil days come not, nor the years. Let's talk about the years of you going home. Brother Greg, you know who your long home is? That's the grave. Keep reading. Uh, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure that is in these days. You understand what pleasure means? Then he said, while the sun, that's the natural sun, or the light, that's the natural light, or the moon, that's the one that's out there, or the stars, be not darkened. That means I can see at night. I can actually see the moon. I can see the shape. I can see the, the brightness of it. And I can see the sun. I'm not, it's not blurry. And I can see the stars. But he says, uh, be not darkened, meaning your vision is getting dim. God didn't make me with these. I had to put these on now. Years did that to me. And without them, I can't tell them between the moon and the stars. I had to put my extra glasses, my extra eyes on. Are you listening to me? And so before these days even get here, young people, youth, remember your creator. Use your time and your strength for something that's going to bring you glory and your ladder. I'm not, I'm not speaking as if I'm dying. I, maybe I am. We all but everything being equal, you have more days ahead of you than I have in me. And that's a fact. So keep reading. Lord gave me this in my 20s. And of course, every so often you hear me go over it. And now here it is. I'm about to draw 
not getting Social Security, I'm getting that. I'm fixing to qualify for Medicare. That's what I did. First, I was grieved. And they told me you have to have a supplement plan because it doesn't cover everything. The supplement plan, I just got the rate this week. $114. All I got to pay for, I say, hallelujah. Thank God for Medicare. 100% coverage called the G plan. It picks up the gap. Man, these golden years got some benefits to them. They tell me I get free coffee now. <laughs> Go down to McDonald's, I get free coffee. <laughs> I just found that out. I don't even drink coffee, but I promise you I'm going to start today. I'm going to McDonald's, I'm going to start learning how to drink coffee. That's the, my benefits of my years. Give me my free coffee, McDonald's. <laughs> But listen, let's keep reading. But these things are cursed to me. Uh, they have, these are called lioness by focus. I can see good up clear, up close. I just can't see far off. And so the prescription is such down at the bottom of my glasses. I can hold my head properly, move my eyes down, and I'll be able to read. But look up, you look through the top part, I have no problem. I've been trying for years to learn to do that. But I'm a creature of habits. I can't hold my head like that reading. When I was a little lad, I used to watch people read like that. And so rather than hold my head, I just take them off. I look the same way. I wish I had to train my eyes because my glasses are constantly dirty, on and off, on and off. And I have the ability to look through the lower part, but I'm not trained that way. It's a point to be made here. However you train yourself is what you become. And the older you get, the more difficult it is to change. Are you listening to me? So if you don't desire, create a desire for the things of God, when you get older, brother, your chance, you, you may want to be religious or get some ideology and theology, but you won't have a love for the word of God. You have to learn to love truth in your youth. You have to crave for truth in your youth. It's hard, my dad used to say, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. You can do it, but it's hard. Let's keep reading. He's describing here the days of a man going to his long home. He says, okay, he says, uh, be not darkened, in verse 2, nor the clouds return after the rain. What do you mean the clouds return? You mean when you get in older and it gets cloudy and it starts raining? When the rain stops, arthritis acts up. I had this knee replacement and uh, pain-free. And uh, last week, I was testing Grace before she went to Texas. I said, my, my knee never hurt, but it's, it's burning and stinging. He said, it's finna get cold. I said, what do you mean? He said, it's, it's a change of the weather. You got a weatherman now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And if it's going to be a lot of rain, a storm, it start itching. When it's going to be cold, it start burning. Wow. If you hadn't had that, just arthritis after it rains, you can feel it in your joint. I have it in my right, my right uh, shoulder. That's the clouds returning after the rain. Cloud means gloominess, discomfort after the rain. Let's keep reading. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, the keeper of the house is going to tremble. You ever seen someone when they start getting a little older? 
You don't, you don't take much. You don't keep it your house is, don't you? It's your legs. Your, your, your legs. They start shaking. You get afraid of height. It starts shaking. I, I got an amen here. Young people don't understand that. I know. <laughs> and the keepers of the house will start shaking. Even your steps. I have to, the knee, I was telling someone, it was you, it was in the airport. He said, Brother Brown, your knees bow, bow. What you said? I said, yeah, the one that I had replaced is straight and strength and strong. The one that I didn't replace, I'm going to have to go get it replaced because it wobbles. One is strong. That's, that's my bionic knee. I mean, that thing works like a charm, except when it's cold. You can feel the itching. But the other one, it keeps swinging when I move, so I have to watch how I'm, I'm making a step in the knee bow. Cut that out. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> so I might have to do the other one just so I have a, a two legs at the same. A strong and a weak leg doesn't work. You throw your spine out of alignment. You put more emphasis on the left one. Look, young know, people, they can't understand this. Like my dad used to tell me, just keep living. All right, no, just keep waking up each morning. But here's the essence of what he's saying is remember thy creator the days of your youth. I'm so glad I did. Let's keep reading. <laughs> In the day when the keeper of the house shall tremble and the strong man <laughs> shall bow themselves. You have a, you guys, you, you think you're urbanites. Take people from New Orleans and tell you Homer is country. If you're in Homer, they think you're urbanites. They really do. Look at this. You'll think this is a city. This is not the city. Now, anybody from Homer think they're in the city, they're comparing Homer to down the bayou. Grand Kaya, Dulac, Dulorge, cross the tracks. All of this is country. It's just less country than down the bayou. The point I'm making is, if you, was, if you wasn't deceived thinking that Homer was a city, and you understood you was a country, you should carry sacks and things heavy. How you carry them, you put them on your strong man. You throw them across your shoulders. Isn't that right, Sister Alice? I bet you throw some sacks across your shoulders. That's how you carry weight is on your shoulders. That's your strongest part. You throw them on your shoulders. Well, when you get older, those strong men, they begin to bow. Those shoulders begin to recess at the end. It's called your natural, it's your natural force begin to abate. Shoulders begin to curve. Read it. It's written in a such a way that if you're not spiritual minded, you can read it and not know what he's saying. He's describing to you the process of going to your long home if you keep living. And the beauty of it is when you're young, if you can hear him, you don't have to wait till these days get near. When you don't have the strength to come and go where you want to. You can't carry any weight, spiritually speaking. You can't care for other people. When you're young, you can serve the people of God. You can help them to move. You can fix their cars. You can cut their grass. You can, uh, you can assist. You wait till you get old. All you can do is say, I wish I could help you, but I can't. So you remember your creator now. This is why we take these young people and put so much in. This is why you, you sit and learn how to play music and rejoice before the Lord. And instead of having to go down to the nightclub and juke, you learn how to use your vitality and your youth, and you give it to the Lord. And so you create a desire I was asking my brother, tell him what I asked you today. Well, bring my mic so everyone can hear him, please. I, because I can see God in you. I know you was raised a certain way. 
I know you have a reverence for God. I watch how you respect the people of God. I don't stay around you long. You stay five minutes. I'm going to know something about you. Let him speak. This is during the meeting. I looked over at you. I looked at your feet. You can keep the beat. And tell him what I said. He asked me where my trumpet's at and why I don't play it, why I'm not playing it right now. What I told you. He told me to get my trumpet and start playing it again. In your youth, one day you're going to want to blow it and all you can. <laughs> why you have your youth? Give it to the Lord. Oh, it was my tooth. I told you, it, it, it missed my tooth. Fell out of my head. <laughs> I thought about that scripture. I said, oh no, Lord, not today. <laughs> Next day, I went to the dentist. They put that tooth back in my head. So, <laughs> it's $2,500 to get an implant. For each tooth, that's what I said. You talking about brush your teeth every day, every morning. I'm taking the one you don't brush is the one you're gonna lose. The one you don't take care of is the one you're gonna lose. So all my teeth is precious. <laughs> you can't break the scriptures. I'm gonna read it again. Are you with me, Saints? The grinder cease. Why? After a while, you got to gum your food down. The cease, they cease to be, they're gone. Keep reading. <laughs> because, and those that look out of the window be what? That's your pupils. The one is talking about your, your eyes and those pupils. Uh, I get checked out every year because they tell me everybody will have cataract just when it happens. It's not if it happened, it's when it happens. So they're keeping a closed eye so it don't get too far. I don't have it but I have to keep living. I will get them. And so what's happening, brother, it darkened those that look out of, the, out of the window. Your pupils can't see that clear. Not because of you, you, you got some uh, eye problem, because it's getting darker. Cataracts comes and grows on it. Are you listening to me, saints? Let's keep reading. Oh, it's too noisy. They're cutting the grass. You hear them cars? The cars on the highway way back here, the cars out there. But anything will wake you up, anything will disturb you. You begin to sleep so slightly. It's just driving it to you. You can't stop it. It's feet, somebody walking. They stumble. Why are they walking so heavy? That's the house up the street you're listening to. <laughs> Somebody's in your house. Wow. Keep reading. And he shall rise up at the voice of the bird. And all the daughters of music shall be brought low. In other words, anything gets you up out of the bed. Anything wakes you up. Anything disturbs you. Then, when also they shall be afraid of that which is high. The first thing an older person gets afraid of is height. You know the number one thing that kills senior citizens? Falls. Intuitively, you don't have to teach you that. Just getting high. You know I'm already scared of height. Anything over four steps, I got to study it. <laughs> How are we going to approach this? 
I don't just walk up in the thing high. But Brother Brown, you're going to fall anyway eventually. Yeah, but I'm going to fall off the ground. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting in the air. That's the number one thing that senior citizens die from is falls. And so you're afraid of that which is high. It seems comical when you're young, but he's telling you these days will come. Remember your creator now in the days of your youth. When you're not afraid of these problems, you don't have these issues. Give your strength to the Lord. Sow in righteousness and reap mercy. Use your strength for the Lord. Otherwise, it's just vanity. All that you gain in life, I'm glad God touched my mind years ago. I've given, I've sown, I've given my life. I'm so glad that I have a legacy of trying to do what's right with God. He can trust me with health. He can trust me with strength. He can trust me with money. I'm not a security risk. I'm so happy. I'm not doing it because I have nothing else left. I can barely walk. I can't talk. I, I, I got to wear dentures while I had my youth. I opened up my voice, I talked for the Lord, I walked for the Lord, I fought for the Lord, I stood for the Lord, I read for the Lord, I preached for the Lord, I talked for the Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I'd rather be afraid of these evil days. I prefer it not happen. But I'm about to get Medicaid. Medicare, not Cade, Medicare. But I only have to, the first quote I had was $119. I got another one late yesterday evening, sent it in, $89. I said, keep on coming. $89. I pay hundreds of dollars a month for insurance. All I got to pay is $89 because those evil days is coming now. <laughs> Can I get an amen? $89. What am I do with all the rest of the money I'm going to save? Spend it. <laughs> Let's keep reading. Listen. Wow. But they shall be afraid of that which is high, verse 5. And fear shall be in the way, and the almond trees shall flourish. Everybody almond tree don't flourish. Some people almond trees, the leaves fall off. What do you mean by the almond tree? It's talking about your head. The reason you call it an almond tree because it turns white. When an almond tree flourish, it, it turns white. Your almond tree is making reference to your head, your hair. Is your fruits. If they don't turn loose, they're going to turn white. If they don't turn loose, they will turn white. I'll do both. Thank you, Brother Mike. They <laughs> <laughs> say, well, I don't have gray hair. I know it because you don't have any hair there. <laughs> but if you had it, and by the way, it is still white. You just don't see it. It's under the skin. But it is white. You stop shaving, you find out what you know what color it is, you just don't want to tell it. That's called the almond tree, and it turns white. It's graying, showing your age, showing you on your way home, your long home. Let's keep reading. Are you with me, saints of God? It's good to go over these, and I'm glad because of my youth, the Lord let me see what it is. And not only that, brother, your strength, your vitality, the grasshopper shall be a burden. You know, you don't get much light on the grasshopper. You ever watch people? You watch me. I tell them all the time, I don't pick up nothing heavier than a pencil. I, do you work out? Yeah, I try. You lift weights? <laughs> you wouldn't call it weight. <laughs> but it's all I'm going to lift. 
Yeah, but you, didn't lift, you get at least 100 pounds. Do you know 10 pounds, 10 times is still 100? <laughs> I, I will get there. <laughs> now, I will get there. It's just taking me a little longer. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yes, sir. 10 pounds, 10 times is 100. You lifted, you lifted 100 five times, you got 500 pounds. I did it 50 times. I got the same thing. We lift the same amount of weight. You use bronze, I use brain. We got to the same destination. <laughs> I did math. <laughs> you get my point, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you use your strength, and I say wisdom is profitable to direct. <laughs> uh, the grasshopper is a burden. Think about that. I mean, everything is a strain. Everything is a strain. When people used to try to honor me, I remember this so distinctly. I was in my 40s, and it's a custom among these people, uh, uh, elder or pastor come in, they'll take your briefcase. Give me my briefcase back. I can handle my briefcase. I would let them do it. I carry my own briefcase. Try it again, I was 50. So I handle my own briefcase. Now, somebody reached for the briefcase. I say, thank you, sir. I said, man, this thing is heavy because I have an iPad. Sometimes I have two Bibles in it. Sometimes I don't like to read this one. I want to read that one. It's in my briefcase. You pick, you pick it up now. Even that little bag is heavy. And so somebody will read for it now. I don't, I'm not 40. I'm not 50. I let them carry it. That's astonishing. Let's keep reading. When I was, when I was my youth, I used to carry men briefcases. I did. You walk in, I grab your briefcase and pick it up to the to the Bible saying to the podium for you. We'll carry it. Now, you ever see me dragging around? You see, my, when I'm greeting people, I leave my briefcase in a chair. And I go greet the people and come back. Hope it's not there. <laughs> Hope somebody can grab it and pick it up. <laughs> if not, I drag it on up here. <laughs> oh, God, thank you for your grace, Lord. But I'm glad when I had the vitality, I carry men cases. I did that. Let's keep reading. I'm glad because I remember the Lord in the days of my youth. When a grasshopper shall be a burden and desire, that is for days of pleasure, it fails. Some men have an appetite they can't get over. They're just lustful. You can't stop them. Just watch their eyes. They can't take their eyes off of women. And you can hammer on them, but they can't stop it. But then I read this scripture. I say, some things that take care of itself. One day that man, I don't care what walk in front of him, he'll never look up. <laughs> I don't care but your bells and whistles, he ain't seeing nothing. Ain't turning his head, ain't thinking about you. Because the desires have failed. <laughs> Here it is. Why are these things happening? Because of what? Man going to his what? Long home. How long is it? Six feet. Going to your, you're on your way to your long home. And I can't stop it. I can't stop that. My body returning to the dust from whence I came. Flushed I are and flushed, dust I are and dust I shall return. But there's a soul on the inside of this. Though the outer man perish, that inner man renewed day by day. 
The older man's getting frail. He's getting weaker. But thank God the inner man is getting stronger and stronger until one day he breaks out of this old body of clay. My God, he gets a body made from heaven. My God, there's eternal in the heaven. The Bible says for 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he said, if, I, if we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, we, that's the inner man, have another house. Not made with hands. Eternal in the heavens. In this we groan. Longing to be this boy. I got my youth back. Longing to be this clothed with our house which is from heaven. Hallelujah. Thank God I got hope beyond just this life. As gloomy as that may sound, I got something worth striving for. Amen. My God. I say, Lord, save me from this old wretched man. Got to make sure my soul is getting ripe. Mature. Otherwise, this old home, going to that home, is going to take my soul with it. But my God, if I can keep overcoming, I can keep overcoming. When the day comes that this old man can't can go no longer, my God, the other man say, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Yeah. Oh, great, where is thy victory? Yeah. The sting of death is sin. My God, but we don't break through. When you stop sinning, you don't pull the sting out of death. Amen. Can't hurt you. What a hope. I say, What a hope. Let's read a little bit more. He said, or ever the civil cord be loose. The civil cord. What is he talking about? That's your spine. Get loose. Your vertebrates, not working right. They do surgery. They put infusions in it. It's just loose. You got to tighten it up. You can't stand to sit and you can't stand to stand. You can't stand to lay down. You can't stand to get up. That old civil cord that got loose. Give you injections. They put some hormones and things in. If that doesn't work, they, they fuse it. They're trying to tighten up that civil cord. Thank you, Lord. That outer man is perishing. Let's keep reading. Listen. <laughs> wow. I didn't finish that fifth verse. You go, man, go to his long home, and the mourners go about in the street grieving over you. Or the civil cord be broken, and the golden bowl. Wow, be broken. The golden bowl. What's your golden bowl? You put that food in your mouth. Where do you think it's going to? It's going to your golden bowl. And it's broken is when you have acid reflux, when you have uh, indigestion problem, upset stomach. Your golden bowl is broken. Everything causes you indigestion problem. Works well. You can throw anything in that man. I never had no stomach problem. I mean, literally anything. But one day, you're going to tell me what I can't eat. I live long enough. Right now, but it doesn't matter. Now, people put things in their stomach, and your body rejects and comes back up. And everything goes down on nothing come back up. Only problem I have with my golden bowl is never, like the eyes of man, never satisfied. This fast is helping with that. But when the fast is over, I pray I can have the victory because I'm okay the first month after the fast, the second month, but somewhere between uh, the first fast and June, I'm back in the same condition I was in. Got to stop that cycle. God forbid. Let's finish. Now, you with me, saints of God? Then he says, listen, and the will be broken at the cistern. And that's a horrible thing. That's talking about your heart pumping the blood through your body. You start having heart problems. All kind of heart issues. So much your heart, from what I can see. And then he said, the dust 
What is the dust? What is he talking about? He's talking about your body. God formed man out of the what? I can't hear you. God formed man where? Out of the dust of the earth. That's why he uses the term. He's talking about your body. And the dust shall return to the earth as it was. And the spirit, God breathed into man the what? Breath, the word breath and spirit is the same word. He breathed into him the breath of the spirit of life. And the spirit goes back to God who gave it. So what happened to the soul? That depends on what is how your soul is. Either your breath that goes back to God takes your soul, you got an eternal soul because you've overcame, you get a new body, or your dust takes your soul back with it to the grave. And so there is the conflict. The outer man, that's the flesh. He wars against the inner man, that's the soul. And only one is going to get the prize. What, know you not that they which run the race, your soul as well as your flesh, run all but what? Only one going to get the prize. If you don't overcome, your body takes your soul, which is your psyche, that's your mind, that's your thoughts, that's your emotions, to the grave, that's your memory. It goes to the grave. But if your soul can overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the desires of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, if your soul can be severed from it, that you're living in this body, though you live in this body, this body does not control your soul. Are you with me, saints of God? It goes back to God who gave it. Hallelujah. And so with that being said, he makes these statements. Everything else, verse 8, is vanity of what? Vanity, said the preacher, because he's trying to, the word preacher means a proclaimer. He's proclaiming the truth. All is vanity. Vanity is of no value. And moreover, because the preacher, talking about himself, because he was wise, Solomon was, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave them good heed and sought out and set in order what? Wow. The preacher sought out to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth, talking about his writings. Words of the wise are as gauze. My God, nails, fastened by the masters of the assembly. I'll give you the interpretation of what he's saying here. Words of the wise. That's what the men are supposed to be wise, not entertainers, not someone stroking your flesh. I can't help you about hooping and hollering and spitting at you. You need to have understanding and knowledge. You need to speak to you in a way that you can comprehend. You walk out those doors, your mind has been expanded. Your soul has been trained and been taught. And so those are the words of the wise. Talking about the ministry. I'll give you a scripture. What is that? Uh, Ecclesiastes, Psalms writing. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Yes, that's, that's, that's chapter 10. Yes, it is. He says, as the, uh, the uh, fl dead flies cause the ornament of the apocryclear, apocryclear, that's my make perfume, cause send forth a stinking smell, so does a little folly up to, to him that is of a reputation. A minister shouldn't be full of foolishness. You know, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I shouldn't dress like some teenager, beady boppers clothes on. I've seen preachers with their hair all slicked back. Pride died and laid to the side. They went out with the sixties. You know, that's foolishness. You should, you should look sober and great. You shouldn't have words to wisdom. You shouldn't have, be given to folly and foolishness. Look like an old fool like an old fool. I'm watching young people drive. You know, I, I'm glad to see your brother's socks are solid. Yours is the best I've seen since you, that's good. Solid socks. That don't bother me because as young people, they're going to be expressive one way or the other. They're going to show some kind of individuality. I went to a meeting. 
this is a pastor. This man is older than me. He's been in his late 70s. He crossed his legs, and my God, I want to go get my pistol and start shooting them socks. What is that got you, brother? I think he had 12 colors in it. That's for young people. Why are you dressing like that? You can barely see one color. Leave the rest of them alone. But you're, you're imitating something you see. Those are you. Let the young people be like young people. You should be grave and sober. That's what the scripture is saying. So it's a little folly uh, for him that is known for reputation. Well, for wisdom and knowledge. You're supposed to have wisdom. Are you with me, saints of God? So you make allowances for young people. I know Sister Alice was having a hard time with her grandson with his hairdo. This is when you were kinky. Yeah. I told him, leave him alone. That's a young brother. That's what the young people do. You just imagine you can't do yours like that. That's what old people do. They get jealous because they're young people doing something they can't do. You know, I, I used to have this problem. Sisters and groups stronger. But, and I believe a person should have enough room in their clothes that they can move without something popping. When clothes is holding you. So here's the test before you even wonder if it's too tight. Do some, uh, what do they call it, aesthetics? Come on. Can you do that? I can do that in 65. Look, if you can't do that, with, I'm, I'm stopping. I ain't number two. <laughs> you can do that without your clothes popping, you're all right. But if you do that one time and something, <laughs> not enough fabric between you and those, and those clothes. You need some more fabric. And, you, and that's one side. See, we have to say that. But then the other, other side is old women, you know, they say, look at it, you know, that's too tight. You just mad because you can't wear it. You, you gotta be, you have to, you have to say it for the right reason. Don't hate on somebody else because all your bells and whistles is just <laughs> ain't making a sound. That's all right. You're supposed to be admired for your beauty. Maybe the young person hadn't understand they have more to offer than just showing bells and whistles. They don't know that yet. So be a little patient with them. You got value on the inside. You don't have to show all your figure. That's just distraction. All you know, should tell you all the time, you know, you put raw meat out, you're going to draw flies. You put all your flesh out, you're going you're gonna to get attention, but not the, one, not the kind you want. You know what flies do? They lay magnets. <laughs> and the fly lay the magnet going about their business. And so what you produce? Magnet. Okay. But bring this to a close. The words of the wise is that's gores. That's what nails you down. Down. Keep reading. Let you see this. Fastened by the masters. No, he didn't say master. He says masters. That's talking about your elders. That's the ministers in an assembly. Uh, by the masters of the assembly, which is given from one shepherd. Who's the one shepherd? Jesus Christ. He's called the great shepherd. He's called the chief shepherd. He gives it to the masters of the assembly. The masters of the assembly take these truths and nail you down so you don't flip and flop and in the day and out tomorrow and I want to be saved today, I'm not sure tomorrow. You're not nailed down. When you nail down, you don't wonder what I'm going to do when Sunday get here. I wonder what I'm going to do when Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday. I know what I'm going to do. I know where I'm going to be. And by the way, me and you and your, I wanna, your young sisters, I watch you all. Uh, your mother here today, she's not here. But I watch you all on Friday nights. I'm watching you on Zoom. Your mother at work. But you've been nailed down your heart is with the people of God. I commend both of you all. I really do. Nobody to stand over you. Your mother can't bring you to work. You go to school, to church. You're going to find a way. Uh, young people Bible study. Your mother's not there. You're going to be on. 
Friday nights, you're going to be on. That's what happens when you've been nailed down. Nobody has to make you go. You want to go. It's your life. I know no other life. Amen. Sister Tabitha, God bless you, young lady. So glad you made your way back. And your brother. You are a delight to my heart. Your parents put something in you. Wild horses can't drag it out of you. Too young, man. God bless you. She come back here without a trumpet, though. God give you something. You want to use it. Furthermore, let me bring this to a conclusion. I'll stop here. Verse 13. Oh, listen, verse 12. And further, this is, this is after 39 years of being very, uh, what's the right word? Excessive. My father, by these, my son, be admonished for making many books. There is no end. He wrote 3,000 Proverbs. He wrote the book of Proverbs. He wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. He wrote the book of Song of Solomon. He done all of this. He's telling you the benefit of all that. It's, it's nothing. He said of, uh, of making many books, there is no end. And much study is what? Weariness of the flesh. He's done it all. He's studied alcohol, servants, he wasn't an herbalist that I can find, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was. I don't think all them plants he grew, he just looked at. He might have rolled up a couple of them and find out where it, where it has to offer. <laughs> I'm assuming I don't know that. If I did, if I, I mean, I got all these plants. Let me see what benefit is in you, man. From, of course, it's from medicinal uses. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so here it is. It must tell us weirdness of the flesh. Verse 13. Let's read this together. Let us hear the conclusion of the what? All this learning, all this studying, all of this getting, and all of this gotten. Here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Do what? And do what? For this is the... Uh, here's why. God shall bring every work into judgment. With every what? Whether it be good or whether it be evil. I say, remember the Lord the days of your youth. Give it to the Lord. There's no better place to serve your, 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 your future is in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. God bless all of you. Look, God in different areas all come together. It's a good trip. Um. Thank God for that, but once again, it's great, happy, thankful, blessed to be back home. I uh, stood because um, I guess one of the things with age and with wisdom is when you finish, you finish, and you just walk off. But we, <laughs> but we do need to receive an offering and prayer request. Uh, but uh, so remember, please remember Sister Tangela. Uh, I did send a text out. Uh, I know we're praying. But we don't want to just be a, a mention and keep going on about our business. Pray for um, the Lord to make not just his will manifest and known, but pray for a comfort. Keeper. Um, Brother Ray also, at this moment, he's the caregiver. So he's, he's, he's watching, and this is his wife. And so keep him in prayer. Uh, so please keep those in prayer. Sister Christine. She's still recovering. She's still quarantining. Uh, she said hopefully this, by this Friday she should be free. Um, anyone else that I'm missing? Um, 
not, can we get the prayer list on the, the board? Let's remember Brother Brown, Sister Grace. Brother Brown mentioned he did have his, one of his knees replaced. Sister Grace has to go through the same procedure twice. Brother Brown has to go through it one more time. But not just that, traveling back and forth to Texas, uh, much work to do. Don't start a work and leave it unfinished. So he don't have the option to uh, stop now or get weary. Start and stop. Principle we've been taught. First partake. Um, Brother David Giggs, let's remember uh, the situation he's in. And more than that, more than just him, remember his family. Let the Lord comfort them and strengthen them. Uh, he has two types of terminal cancer. And so one, unless the Lord does something... He have an understanding, but it's not just him. It's those watching him suffer. So pray that the Lord can keep them strengthening. Brother Mike Nelson, his eye situation, Sister Tanzula mentioned her, to work at San Marcos and how they're looking for a building that they can own. Uh, we don't uh, despair someone that is renting, but the Lord has showed us another way. Uh, it's part of being a good steward. People giving an offer, let's have something that they can have of their own. Adds increases in value and not just receipts. All job situations for the saints, the saints that are employed that's looking for better employment. Better employment, not just more money, is having availability to serve the work of God. Uh, don't just look at the money, but how will it affect my spirituality? Uh, saints who are traveling, mentioned they're going back and forth to Austin a lot, but also those that's going to and from New Orleans, to and from Gonzales. Uh, just traveling on the highways, our aging parents and their caregivers, uh, those who we're testifying to, and those who are wounded, confused, and scattered. Let's remember those. Uh, Sister Desiree, go ahead. Traveling, Sister Desiree, she's leaving to go see Sister Sierra and son-in-law, uh, Brother Ricky, tomorrow, I believe. She's, so keep her in prayer. She's traveling. Sister Debbie's leaving Tuesday. Going to a wedding, Brother Sean and Sister Tammy. Sister, Sister Tammy's leaving Tuesday and Brother Sean, I think Friday. Where he at? He's not in here. Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. Going to a wedding in Orlando. So this, this assembly has a lot of connections with Florida. Somebody from here is always there, it seems like. Uh, <laughs> I'll go often that someone from here is not in Florida. Speaking of, Brother um, Cody and his wife be traveling back today. Uh, from Florida. They're in South Florida, so keep keep them in prayer. Um, that's all the prayer requests. Any special unspoken by the raising of our hand? That's, the kids are sick. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, Brother Jeremiah did let me know also, but let's remember Jai was running a fever. I think it was 102. 102, and, and Elijah has a real bad cough, so let's keep them in prayer. Let's remember um, also, while I'm saying this, the upcoming meeting in San Marcos. Not, it's not just a sightseeing trip. But we're going to, one, lift up the name of the Lord. And by doing that, we want to have an ear, a word that's fitly spoken as we go out into the community to try to help that assembly. That assembly is our assembly. So we've bone in the same bone and flesh of the same flesh. So we want to help. And we could take the things we learned, the experiences we have there, and bring them back home and use them here. Same thing we're trying to do out there, we should be doing here. Uh, so we could talk about helping grow an assembly somewhere else, but we have to do it at home. 
And what actually happened, I'm not trying to scare anyone, but the truth of the matter is you have the same gospel, the same opportunity, why would one area flourish and not the other? So someone else's works and good deeds could actually judge you. I'm, that's free, but it's there. It's true. Uh, we're still going to go before the Lord and pray. Let's remember Sister Shama and um, Amir. I'm sorry. Uh, he's supposed to get his shots this past Tuesday, but the weather is not conducive. The rose was frozen, so he pushed it back a week. But let's remember him. Let's remember Sister Shama as she's healing and now as she's trying to get the strength to get out that house. I'm sure she's wanting to get out the house. Let's, let's love on her. Let's appreciate and show her the love of the body of Jesus Christ. Get it over to her. Um, any others? I'm sorry, that's a good one. Brother Sonny is out also. He'll be back Tuesday. Uh, let's remember there was a death out in Florida, in Georgia. Very grievous. Young man died of cancer. Young 27, 28, 28-year-old. 28 so that, that's had a profound effect on a lot of people uh, throughout this fellowship. Um, any others? Don't want to leave anyone out. Any special prayer requests that's unspoken by the raising of our hand? Let's take these, if you don't mind, let's stand together. Let's go before the great God of heaven. Let's begin to act in faith, not doubting anything. Lord, we appreciate you. Lord, we thank you for your grace and mercy. Lord, thank you. seated this time. Brother Vincent has said he was going to be here today. Uh, we'll keep him in the prayer that he'll be faithful. That your yea be yea and your nay be nay. And if there's a change of situation, just communicate. <laughs> Let him that is taught forget not to communicate. <laughs> Let him that teaches it all good things. Um, we prepare our hearts. We will receive an offering. But you all look wonderful. You can tell the people have been fasting. Because you're just weak. Well, I, ain't acting, brother. I, wasn't I wasn't shooting at anyone. <laughs> Some people, they, 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 they want you to ask what's wrong. So then they can tell you, I'm fasting. Fasting and traveling is interesting. I'll tell you that much. Then try not to tell the brothers you fasting. You're not eating. You don't want to eat. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to. <laughs> but nevertheless, you're looking great. Um, keep it up. Let's stay faithful with the fast. And let's stay faithful with our reading. It's offering time. Keep your hands to the plow. Keep your eyes on the goal. Keep your reaching for perfection. Let it bring light to your soul. Each 
Get the meeting in St. Marcos, February 9th through the 11th. Church cleanup, March 9th at 8 a.m. I believe that's all of my It is. I do have um, one quick announcement before I make that announcement. For the saints who came and visited us today, uh, we do fast during the month of January. Got to come again. If you come in February, we usually eat dinner. So... <laughs> So we're not a people that don't believe in eating. We just, <laughs> just, just <laughs> amen. We, but next time you all come, um, we do normally have dinner on Sundays. Also, it was brought to my attention that it was, it was a good fact. Can't argue with the facts. The week of the meeting in San Marcos, we had, uh, we had, the, we had a Wednesday night worship meeting. It's brought to my attention that everyone's going to San Marcos. So we're not actually missing. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we still brought it to my attention. Uh, I can't argue with it, though. Uh, that's a good thing of having someone that speaks. <laughs> someone don't ignore them. So, well, I listen. I hearken to you. But I'm reminded. I told you before. Thing about real bone was saw at forty years, forty-one years. Can't do with Solomon because he couldn't park into council. I'm not making it light. I just don't want to make it harder or put more on him than what we normally do anyway. 